Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the My Tech Decisions podcast. Today's guest is Martin Bowley, the Director of, of Emerging Business at Bose, to talk about the rising trend of all-in-one video conferencing devices that combine cameras, microphones, and speakers into one very easy-to-use device that takes the complexity out of meeting room systems. Before we get to Martin, here's a quick reminder to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google, and Spotify to hear weekly interviews with tech experts that can help you make the best decisions for your organization. And now here's Martin Bowley. Um, so I kind of wanted to explore the uh, kind of the all-in-one, you know, video conferencing bar category, which I think you will agree has sort of exploded over the last couple of years. Um, you know, I was kind of curious what your, what your thoughts are, maybe why, and just, you know, the benefits and, you know, what kind of um, trends we might see in the future as we get towards this more, these more like simple, you know, conferencing systems. Um, so let's start with that. So, um, you know, how long have these all-in-one, you know, video conferencing bars like the VV1, VVS, you know, how long has that category uh, been around? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I, I hate to mention the competitors right off the bat, but in my impression, and I've been in this business for quite a few years in sort of unified communications and conferencing, um, you know, Logitech really, I think, broke through with their meetup. They were really the first all-in-one USB device that came out at sort of a sub $1,000 price point and was literally what, you know, pretty much what you needed in order to create a meeting room experience you know, you had to connect the TV up separately, but but in general, that was really the first thing. And I think that's been five or six years now that that's been out, probably five, over five years. So um, they really kicked it off and they've had a great run with that product. Um, I think that a lot of people would refer to sort of that first foray as um, it was a it was a big jump from what everyone else was doing, which were these sort of high end proprietary systems that had, you know, either from Cisco or Polycom. And and you spent a ton of money on putting a codec in the room and you had this installed ceiling speakers and table mics and a, a DSP processor and all these things, you know, and rooms were costing anywhere from 50 to one hundred thousand dollars or so for the equipment. And along comes this sort of new regime of saying, hey, I can outfit a small room for a thousand bucks. Yeah, people have to use their own devices and things like that. But it, it still, you know, it was a it was a real mind shift. And um, but it was also what a lot of people appropriately deemed good enough, like it's just good enough to get the job done. Um, and then we went into an era where I think, you know, and, and where Bose sort of fits into this regime of people who came in after the fact, after Logi had already sort of established that, hey, there's a market here. People like these USB camera soundbar mic array all in one. They like that. So we came out with, you know, several steps better than good enough on both the, you know, audio in two ways and the camera. Cameras are smarter now, they're higher resolution, the microphone arrays are more capable, the playback sound is really room filling, 
we can cover larger spaces than those original, uh, you know, the Lodgy meetup could do. So along came a whole bunch of, and, and now you're seeing literally every year we have five or six new uh, USB video bars arriving on the scene. Um, again, they seem to be hovering around that sort of $1,000 price point. Right. Uh, but it's now very common that, you know, companies are rolling these out large on large scale because they're looking to video enable more and more spaces. And then I didn't even include in that description just now uh, what, what the pandemic did to things, right? So in, in the middle of all of this, the pandemic happened. And so now more than even before the pandemic, companies are looking to really video enable more and more spaces within the building because they're fully aware that almost every meeting you have going forward is gonna have one or two remote people that wanna dial in. So there's a big need, and because there's a big need, you're seeing a lot of players come running with solutions, uh, you know, more and more variety of different things coming out. Um, and then I'll just touch very quickly, and then I'll let you, you know, decide where the conversation goes. But the latest thing is now the, the inclusion of processing and what we call a collaboration bar. So putting an operating system, most of them are all Android operating. I think there's a few that are doing uh, Microsoft, you know, operating systems, uh, Windows operating systems, but most of them are Android and they're sort of these collaboration bars that include the processing for a room system like Teams rooms or Zoom rooms. Um, and so those are the latest incarnation of trying to incorporate everything into one box and still allow you to have sort of that one click to join meeting team room uh, experience. Yeah, so I mean, there, like, like you mentioned, there are, you know, uh, a good amount of, um, you know, other manufacturers making similar kind of similar devices. Um, what makes this such a popular category? Um, you know, let's start with you know, end users, maybe what makes them easy to use? And then what do, what are you seeing that IT professionals uh, love about them? Yeah, I really think that's a big thing is that IT guys are now in the mix. They're in, they're making decisions about this stuff because it's got a USB port, right? right. It's not like an analog video line or, or analog audio uh, with a, you know, an end type connector or something like that, right? This is, this is a format they can deal with. Uh, it's a PC accessory and we know PCs. So what you're seeing is um, a lot more in-house uh, decision makers are able to just pull the trigger and they can go buy it from CDW or places online, even Amazon, Amazon for Business, those places. Um, these devices, people can, they can buy a couple of them, try them out, but there's a lot more sort of do-it-yourselfer from within the company than what would have been possible before these kinds of devices. So that's what you're seeing now is that it's not only the resellers and the guys that are experts in, uh, in audio visual sort of technology and um, the, the, uh, those sort of integrators, but it's also in-house guys that now feel like, hey, I don't, I don't need to engage an integrator in order to go and put some of these in some of my meeting rooms. Uh, right. I can just do it. And that's, what, that's why we're seeing an uptick because it's being sold through traditional integration channels as well but right. also a lot of just direct buying from end customers. Mm. Yeah, and that's something that, that, you know, I've noticed, I think that's probably a conversation that I had with you and many other people at, at Infocom um, uh, this year. 
Um, what about, um, you know, for end users, what, what do they like about it? You know, maybe talk about the, the ease of use. Um, so, I mean, it really is just, you know, I, I'm not an IT guy and I just like took me a minute to set it up. Yeah. Uh, can talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a couple of angles to the simplicity angle. Why do people like these? Well, certainly setting them up is easy. You know, most of our devices only have one or two connectors on the back of them. There's power and then there's a, a USB cable. Um, and, you know, on our on our bigger product, the VB1, we do have Ethernet connectivity so you can push software and do management and that kind of thing. So, you know, it gets a little bit technical, but in general, compared to historical video systems. This is a much lighter uh, sort of install setup and maintenance. It's just very basic stuff. Um, and then as far as the use goes, you know, for our products uh, or, or many of these USB products, you literally walk into the room with your device, your laptop, and you plug in a USB cable and you're up and running. You know, you're now using the room's display and, uh, and uh, microphone and speakers and camera. Uh, and, and so, to me, it almost doesn't get much simpler than that. So the USB is almost, you know, it's kind of almost bulletproof, you know, you just yeah. plug it in and it works and you're up and running. And that is really uh, important to a lot of the end users, especially the guys using the meeting rooms. Mm. I've seen that really most of these have some really cool, like, you know, uh, AI features built in. Um, I know the VBS has a really cool, you know, auto tracking uh, feature and then, yeah. you know, Pretty much all of them have some kind of like you know intelligent noise suppression features. Um, how how does that especially kind of help people in you know these remote and hybrid work settings connect? Yeah, it's huge because you know we just come out of this big period where everybody was at home with a dedicated camera and microphone in a fairly quiet office usually or wherever you were working from, but everyone had their sort of square in the Hollywood squares in all these meetings. But now that we're going back to the office, we've got half the people in one room and a bunch of people dialing in from their home offices. So, you know, or some people dialing in. So those people that are dialing in, like they're, you know, they're struggling right now to hear exactly what's going on, who's saying what in the room. I'm just seeing a bunch of people at the end of a table and then, you know, they're kind of small. I can't even tell whose mouth is moving, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we're back to people saying, wow, I never really realized how bad, because everybody probably has dialed into a video meeting, you know, where everyone else was in the room before this pandemic. But now that you've gotten kind of used to everyone being in their own squares, that experience was very good. Now you're back to realizing, oh, my gosh, it's, it's hard when you're the remote guy listening to a bunch of people in the same room. So things like microphone steering. Um, you know, digital beam forming where you can point a beam at multiple beams at different people in the room. That way you pick up all of the nuances, even if some people are slightly talking over each other. Um, you know, it's not it's not chopping off, you know, words or halfway through sentences and that kind of thing. Um, the camera's ability to sort of go in closer on two people uh, rather than leaving the whole room framed and that kind of thing really makes a big difference for those remote employees. So it comes into that sort of meeting equity topic, which includes a whole bunch of different issues, but really it's about trying to bring those remote people on par to the dynamics that are going on in the room, closer to feeling like you're in the room. Right. So that's why those automatic features 
you don't want somebody there riding a zoom or a pan tilt or or having to repeat themselves or you know get closer to the microphone and talk like this you know you don't want to do that you want all of the gain function you know if someone turns their head you don't want the microphone level to drop five db uh you know all of those things are done automatically now which is you know which is really a benefit to everyone and the less they know about it actually working the better you know my my dog was just going off in the background over here while we've been talking and you yeah. probably didn't hear any of it oh. so um you know i know that the ups guy showed up though <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i think i actually um I think that that happened to me also when I was uh, you know, writing up the review of the VBS. I think uh, I think the mail came or something. My dogs were going crazy, <laughs> and I I was recording a little you know Zoom Zoom call by myself. This is see I was like you know tapping around my desk trying to see if we could pick up any sounds and really didn't pick up you know yeah. anything. So there's a myself. lot a lot of that technology is being done in the endpoints, and we certainly do a lot of that. But there's also good news. The service providers are doing more and more of that capability, too. So you look at Zoom and you look at Teams and Google, they have their own noise removal and they even give you like how aggressive do you want it yeah. to be? Because if you want it to be really aggressive, it's probably going to butcher your voice a little bit, but it's going to really get rid of the background stuff. So if you're in like a like a factory floor where there's a lot of machinery in the background or whatever, then you might choose that aggressive noise cancel. But, and they're doing some things on the framing too, like on the, on the visuals, you know, they're, they're bringing in people and they're doing a little bit of additional adjustment on top of whatever we're doing on the endpoints. So it's kind of an interesting, uh, I think maturing of all the systems involved that, that make the overall experience better for everybody. Right. Yeah. Let's see if it can, uh, well, just follow me around real quick. So I think I was testing it out earlier and, uh, and the, yeah, I see, look at that. Yeah. So like, I can like, you know, if there's like a whiteboard behind me or some kind of, some kind of, uh, you know, display, I could get up, walk around and then, you know, the people that are tuning in from home would still be a part of the meeting and someone wouldn't have to like, you know, get up and move the camera and follow me around. With it. That's right. And that I think was our VBS doing that, right? That wasn't yep. uh, that wasn't yes. Zoom. I think we're on Zoom, um, and yeah, theirs is not quite that sexy. It won't it won't do that much, but it does do a little tweaking. I know I've noticed many times in other scenarios where, and so they're doing more and more of that. They're you know they're being careful about how they do it, but um, right. all in Over all, you know when somebody has themselves framed and they're just a tiny little person, then then you know, Zoom or Teams will go in tighter on the person, uh, yeah. even though they don't even know it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, when you layer those features, you know, both, you know, you know, on the, the, the device and then on the, in the software, yeah. I think you're getting, you know, kind of double, um, double event. Yeah. And many of those things are better done at the edge on the device because it's more real time. So you can still deliver a high resolution image Whereas what they're doing in the cloud is they're actually taking you to a lower resolution, right? So you'd rather mm -hmm. do it with the device at the edge, both for audio adjustment as well as video adjustment. Um, it's usually better done at the edge rather than having the cloud do it. Right. So I know this is the, the VBS that, that I'm using now, but you guys also have the VB1 and it kind of um, mirrors what a lot of other manufacturers in this category are doing where they have you know, different size video bars for different size rooms. Like this is obviously designed for a small room, a huddle room, like a, maybe like a video conferencing booth. Yeah, um, I'm on a VBS by the way, as well. <laughs> okay, 
Yeah. And so are we, you know, seeing a, since there are, you know, I have a VB1, I have a VB1 as well. So are we seeing a shift away from these, you know, complex, you know, integrated meeting room systems to, you know, just these simple setups that require, you know, a device of varying sizes that, you know, do everything in one? Yeah, I think, I mean, clearly the proprietary, like the bigger integrated systems and all of those are, you know, those are slowly dying. And I don't even know if it's slowly, they're fairly rapidly going away. Um, more and more of these types of solutions are are the norm now. Um, and I, I do think that, you know, the decision that we made at Bose around having two flavors, you know, we could have just said, hey, look, the the VB1 works fine all the way down to, you know, one person room. That's fine. But, and it does, but it's overkill. So what we said was, look, you know, there, in, in our analysis, there seemed to be sort of two camps forming around two different price points. And, you know, one was up over a thousand and one was fairly substantially and becoming more, you know, towards the seven, $800 price point. So we felt like, Let's give that price point the best bang for the buck. Let's give them everything they need. But there are things that we built into the higher end one that you just can't do for that price point. So we took those out, you know, things like a network port and, uh, you know, uh, having enough sound to really, I mean, we have two full amplified speaker uh, channels on the big one and just one on the smaller one. So, you know, less transducers, less amplifiers, that kind of stuff. Uh, it is a smaller form factor, but in general, we we targeted a particular price point and room size application for that smaller device. So I think you'll see, you know, a lot of companies are doing, you know, things for that reason. Um, I do think that the macro trend at the corporate side is around building more smaller spaces than rather than you don't see many of these 30, 40 person, you know, boardrooms being built anymore. So. Right having more devices that are custom tailored to allow companies to roll out lots of these things uh, makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, the, the smaller ones like the VBS and, you know, I don't want to talk about your competitors, but like the, maybe the, the Poly, like P15, I think it is. And yep. uh, the, the smaller logic ones, I can't remember the, the, the brand name of it, but I mean, those can really be rolled out to, you know, not just outfit, you know, hundred rooms, but just like employers, employees, home offices as well. Sure. And I'm definitely going to use this at, at, you know, at home. I think, I think that the VBS, you know, a lot of people will buy that and use it as a webcam or a, you know, a, a camera that is for a little round table meeting table in, in their executive office, those kinds of spaces. It's perfect for that. Lots of things like uh, rollable carts, things, uh, you know, the VBS is really, well suited to that because of how small and lightweight it is. Yeah. Um, and it really does, I, I, you know, uh, as your review uh, recently that came out stated, you know, it, it sounds pretty good when you play tunes over it. It has a Bluetooth, yeah. you can use it as a speakerphone. That's something that, that, you know, I mean, we're both, right? It's in our DNA. So we just, you know, we make stuff by accident that happens to sound good. So, uh, you know, th this is a, it's an important part, even though I don't know that, how many people will actually be cranking tunes, you know, through their conference room stuff. But uh, we think more and more they will be. And we're certainly yeah. going to find out by giving them the capability to do that. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I tested it out at home uh, yesterday and Monday, I believe. 
And I, you know, when I work at home, I'm home alone. So I crank the music up a little bit while I work. Uh, <laughs> and I wrote it in my review, but I listened to like, you know, heavy metal and stuff like that. So I was like, well, I got to listen to it loud. That's how you listen to it. That's why I mean, yeah. it sounded great. It sounded like the, um, is it the Bulls uh, of Resolve? Resolve? Yeah. Yep, the, the circular yeah. one. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that, and that sounds great. I use that all the time. And I was like, well, yeah. this is probably on par, you know, right on par with it. And, you know, 100% was. Well, you know, the technology and the transducers, the, the sort of acoustic design that that's the bread and butter of Bose. Yeah. So, you know, we're not going to build a sound bar that doesn't have good audio that, you know, is playable for music. We do have different EQs. So the, the device itself knows whether it's playing music or whether it's in a, a voice call like this, mm. and uh, it'll put a different EQ on it, depending, you know, uh, be just preferred, you know, preferred things. Right. So we have people at Bose with what we call golden ears. So they know what the EQs are that are to get right. it just right for voice versus music. Right. And that's exactly what I thought. I know you guys are, you know, historically known for your, your audio quality. So like, well, if I bump this up a ton and crank some heavy metal, it'll probably sound great. And, <laughs> I, think, I think it did. Um, great, Martin. Yeah. Anything else that uh, you know you think you know we need to we need to uh, know about when we're talking about you know the, these all-in-one video conferencing bars and um, and where you know the meeting room trends are going? Yeah, I think um, a couple of the topics that have been coming up a lot with me lately. I do a lot of you know these podcasts and interviews and things like that, um, and certainly the meeting equity you know, uh, piece is very popular, sort of making sure that both near end and far end are treated well. And we're going into this hybrid uh, workforce in a lot of companies will be rolling that out. Um, but the other thing that gets maybe less talked about is the idea of asynchronous work. So mm -hmm. the, this idea of, you know, recording sessions, making them available for later. Um, I often mention the fact that Microsoft team, uh, Microsoft Office has now added a record button to PowerPoint. So this gives you an idea that, you know, it's very popular now to make a set of slides, record yourself taking, talking through each of the slides. And then you, what you email out is not the slide deck, but the video of you talking about the slide deck. That's now becoming mainstream. And the reason is that people are working on their own times. It used to be reserved to just like geographies around the world, all of people are in China, I'm not going to talk to them in the middle of the night. But now we're doing it just because everybody's kind of, you know, they're, they're doing their work when they can and when, you know, when it's best for them individually, uh, not necessarily between the hours of nine to five. Now, I know right. a lot of CEOs are trying to get everyone back to the office and we'll see how that plays out. But I do believe that this asynchronous workflow is a benefit to a lot of people. Um, it, and there are people even with different learning styles, they might want to listen to it two or three times, they might, they might be better, you know, if they can turn up the volume and, and listen to it, or they're visual learners, whatever that whatever it is, um, there is some equity in the sort of asynchronous thing that allows people to, you know, they can call the shots on their calendar during the day a little more flexibly. Uh, and it's not to say there isn't a time and a place for live meetings. There's a time and a place for in-person meetings that you just don't want to talk about over a, a, a video call. But um, this idea of recording stuff. And so, therefore, the better the inputs, the better your video quality is, the better it's framed on you, the better you sound, the more you sound like yourself, natural, 
that only makes things like transcription better. Uh, you know, the better the input, the better the output. So the, the higher the quality of the recording is, then when someone's watching it later, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot uh, less likely that it's going to be a problem. So I think companies are, are seeing this and they're rolling out devices like VBS, VB1, not only for the real time, you know, live meetings, but also for these recorded sessions. Uh, it's really important that you get good quality video and audio for people that are watching it later because they can't stop the flow. They can't say, hey, can you repeat that? Uh, so anyway, I just felt like I would mention that asynchronous aspect, something that we, we've been talking a lot about. Yeah, yeah, and it's definitely something that, that I've heard about. And um, I mean, I know, I mean, I am personally tired of working at home. I like you know, <laughs> seeing people in person, you know, so like that's why, you know, I go to the office a few days a week now. Um, I'm tired of seeing little floating heads on my, on my screen. And I'm sure a lot of other people are tired of sitting in, you know, you know, Zoom after Zoom after Zoom all day long. Yeah, no um, doubt. So, so being able to, the, to just kind of, you know, tune in when you can, um, you know, make sure you're all cut up, caught up, uh, you know, I think that's, that's uh, super beneficial if we're going to, you know, keep uh, remote and hybrid work around. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. It's nice to go out to lunch or have lunch with people and coworkers. And there, there's so much that um, I think people have really even forgotten about what it was like to, to be in person and the benefits. So, um, you know, it's people will get back to the office. Uh, it's happening slower than I thought it was going to, but I think companies are hesitant to mandate it. And, and so it's just kind of happening at its own sort of organic pace right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the key word there is just flexibility, giving employees the flex flexibility to work, you know, pretty much wherever they want to. Right. Um, I mean, I don't want to go in the office, you know, five days a week. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe like, you know, two or three. Because um, yeah. I do also like, you know, being able to just roll out of bed and start work and not That's have to hop on a mass bike and dodge traffic and wait in line and Dunkin' Donuts for half an hour. And, you know, you gotta take your life in your own hands on the mass bike, you know. <laughs> yeah exactly absolutely yeah. Um, uh, Martin thanks very much I appreciate your time alright Zach thank you